What's up everyone, Amir here, and I'd love to welcome you all to another episode of Bigger Than Our Dreams. Each week, myself and Yanni tackle discussions around body image, sexuality, and how we interpret signals from society that can invalidate our dreams. If you'd like to support us, you can head over to amirstayfly.com or yanniblue.com to listen to music, purchase merch, and learn more about us. If you'd like to send us any questions or be a guest on future episodes, you can shoot us an email at biggerthanourdreams at gmail.com. That's bigger with two eyes. Thank you so much for listening. We are recording. Yes. Welcome, yes. everybody, to our end of the year episode. Of bigger than our dreams, a conversation between myself, Yanni Blue, and the incredible Amir to my left and my right. I don't know which side he's on right now. I don't know. I think I might be on your right because you're oh, on my left. There you go. Um, and yeah, this is our <laughs> this is our end of the year episode. We back. How do we feel about this? We 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 by the time this airs, we've got, we would have had six episodes out. Yeah, yeah. Pilot season. <laughs> Pilot season. <laughs> It's you know, busy. this shit came in really fast. It, it feels like a tornado. <laughs> as 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 is my life. Oh, and, and I'm and I'm, I'm coming along for the ride. Listen, <laughs> it's it's pull, pulling me pulling me by the braids. Listen, ah! <laughs> look, we made it. We made it, nigga. We, we made, made it. it. We made it. We made it. We made it. Shout made out to, it. Shout out to yeah. all our guests. Um, yes. by the time this airs, we would have had Tevin's episode is out, Mike Joseph, yeah, yeah. DM, um, China, yeah, us oh, that's, a, that's a good one, that's a really good one. I feel really good about how that came out. <laughs> Me too, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, how you feeling today? You know, I feel, I feel good, I feel good, I feel good. That's good. Me too. Reflective. Yeah. More, more, more so ref- reflective. Reflective. Reflective would be the word. I feel reflective. Look, I'm with you on reflective. It definitely yeah. is giving end of the year big. It's giving LA. LA is usually sunny, but somehow it knows in December to get really gray for like a couple of weeks so that you're just mm-hmm. like, hmm, what did I do this year? Was it worth it? Did I sell right. my soul? Um, right. Did I sell my soul? <laughs> and I sell my soul this year. Like it, it's giving very reflective. I love it. Did <laughs> I sell my did I sell my soul? Did I sell year? enough ass this year? Like, you know, those kind of questions. Um, <laughs> did I sell enough soul or did I sell enough whole? Look, or pole. Look, I don't discriminate. Or pole. Sell it all. Right. Why do bottoms gotta be the hose? Oh my god, we are unhinged. Where already, is this going? Already, already. Yeah, I like my hat. It's terrible. No, the hat is cute. It's giving Paddington Bear. It's cute. I like the hat. Thank you. I like the. Do we call it? What do we call that? Lace mesh fishnet. It's what? it's a it's a it's it's a little um gunmetal mesh. <laughs> I knew there was a technical term. That's why I was like, I don't. I'm gonna say it wrong. Gunmetal mesh. I just made that up. It's just some fucking mesh, bitch. <laughs> Gun, but I like gunmetal. Wait, it, the color up. is gunmetal, so I just just put it together. Gun, yes, gun that is that sounds like the name of a great anime, Gunmetal Mesh, or a song. It is gonna it's gonna be. I'm about to get me some gunmetal mesh. Gunmetal mesh to wear under my 
Yanni Blue merch. Yeah, gunmetal messier. Yeah. Oh, unhinged. Unhinged behavior. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, let let's jump right into it because I yes. so. So okay, full disclosure, everybody listening, we actually filmed this in November. Um, oh, and, uh, now see why you had to spill the tea. Break Shit. the fourth wall, right? Because I was just on live. So why did you just... break the fourth wall, friend? <laughs> no, but <laughs> we are <laughs> our uh, our twenty twenty two wrapped just dropped from Spotify. Yes. So I mean, it's still going to be current, and this like we're still going to reflect on the end of the year. But I'm right. fully, like I'm fully getting into like this this uh, personality test that. Spotify basically gives us that was interesting I did I didn't expect um you know um uh, Myers-Briggs um throw in I didn't did not expect that okay it did give like a personality <laughs> breakdown right? yeah yeah didn't expect I felt very, that I felt I'm glad it was something positive because I thought it was gonna tell me like nigga you depressed like <laughs> yeah call me an adventurer a wanderer I got adventurer know. too Let's, so let's get into this because I felt I saw you post yours and I saw a lot of similarities. So I already okay. know what your top song was since you posted it, but can you guess yeah. what my top song was for the year? I didn't even okay. What what is your top song? Um, I'll give you a hint. Actually, this might be a cheating, but it I think I might know. I didn't look, but I might have an idea because I looked at your most listened to like some months ago. Okay, is it a Tanache okay. song? It is. Bouncing, it is okay. My number one song. I pay attention. <laughs> I was, thank you. <laughs> Which was also in your top five. I think it was your yeah. Three. Yeah, I had to not in my top five. I had the R and B version of Bouncing. I didn't know there was an alternate version. There's two versions on the album. There's Bouncing Part One and Bouncing Part Two. You never you got into Bouncing Part Two. No. Where have you been? <laughs> Wait, I didn't know this was a thing. Let me look this up. Bouncing part two. We might have wow. to in, in, insert that shit in here on, on the anchor. It feels so like that's going to have to happen. Yeah, let the... We're going to let y'all hear a little bit of bouncing part two. This should sound like... You know what it sounds like? The wow. R.I.P. remixes you did. It got water in it. I was inspired. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I was she inspired. She didn't invent water. She didn't I was invent inspired. water. Yeah, bouncing part two really kind of informed my approach for doing those R.I.P. Uh, remixes last year. That's crazy, and it's funny because bouncing both songs are more than a year old. So we yeah. see diehard fans because they didn't come out this Die year. Diehard, and then X um, from three 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 informed my approach for I Need You More. So it's it's Tanache. We really want to work with you, and no, for real, like really come come and play with us. Please. For real, we just I just tweeted her. Well, you well, sad boy tweeted her. Yeah, you sad boy I hopped, reposted you. We just hopped in like us, and I'm, I'm and I'm sure um, whole press poppy would hop in too because he loves Tanache. Down, make it happen. She and she yeah. loves the gays. Come on, let let's we'll do a riding camp for you, bitch. Look, let's, I'm so listen. down. I'm, I'm about to go harass her. She's in she's in Pasadena, right? Yeah, pull up on her. Pull up. So what was what was your number one song of the year? Okay, so my number one song was Little Bit by Erica DeCassier. And okay. 
Erica Degassia has been number one on my Spotify the last two years. And I think for me, it's because her music is still just relaxing and calming. And like, now I listen to music all day, but I do most of my listening at night. So when you pull up my Spotify of the unwrap, you know how it shows you the energies of the day that you listen to music. So like during the day, I listen to drill music in the morning. Oh, like okay. I'm up at eight o'clock in the morning listening to drill music because because okay. I need because I need to if I get up before eight I'll start off with a Melda Rue you know what I mean I'll I'll circle through Infinite Possibilities we might do a lap through Bra- Brave Bird you know we we might do a little lap through Brave Bird you know yes uh, we might play a little Orange Glow you know Woo. some chill shit. But once eight o'clock comes, like I don't really do coffee. So drill music is like my caffeine. So, you know, we're going to hit that drill, that drill, you know, by the middle of the day. But because I'm usually working during the day or I'm making my own music during the day, I'm not really in Spotify like that. So at night is why I listen to my wind down music, which is like Erica Takasier. And I listen to a lot of my music at night. And when I'm listening to it, it's usually her. And um. Wow. Cause it's just really calming. Her voice is like really chill and like her records are very reminiscent of like a certain pocket of like late nineties R and B that I really like. Like, and even the way the production is very structured in like a traditional sense. Like the music doesn't sound like modern, but it's very of a specific time. You know, there's aspects of it that's modern, but it's very nostalgic. And especially during the pandemic, it's just like really soothing. Like, and I found like over the last two years, like I've been listening to a lot of very kind of like stripped away, chill, moody R&B shit because there's so much shit going on out in the world. Like needs something to kind of like disarm you and like music that feels like a warm like hug. And I think that's kind of what I get from Erica Dacaste, but specifically that song, Little Bit. It's such a pretty song. It makes you want to be in love, you know? It's very, like, it's very just, like, chill. It's like, you know, let's just hang out, you know? Like, we don't really got to fucking do nothing. Like, let's just talk, you know? Like, let's get to know each other. It's very, like, that energy. And, like, I really resonate with that fucking record. It's a fucking bomb-ass record. It's super chill. I love it. She's so cute. Her face. I feel like I know her. Right. She just looks like, she gives me, like, remember back in the day they used to do all of those damn uh, TV documentaries on Vibe and Missy? Yeah. She just looks like one of those executives that I've known my whole life. Like, she just looks so cute. For me, yeah, I, and I, I love her. I love her. She has um two albums out. Essentials is the first one. Oh, God, what's the name of that second album? Child, I don't know, but, oh, shit, I don't fucking know, but I listen to it. <laughs> Sensational. Look, sensational. 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 And then essentials. Okay. okay. They're they're both essential. But I'm gonna get into them. I'm gonna get into them both. Please do. I think it would really be you would really be into it. And like she has a really kind of like her voice kind of reminds me a bit of like um like Cassie. Mm-hmm. Like very kind of just like soft and like like chill and vibey. Like, yeah, she's the shit. I fucks with her a lot. And she was on my my number one this year, Ed was on my number one last year. Same she song. was like three of your top five this year, I saw. Three of my top five. So I have Little Bit, um, Do My Thing, which is like very 90s as fuck. Very mm-hmm. 90s as fuck. And then Photo of You, which is like, <laughs> Photo of You is so cute. Because like, for one, I'm a photographer. So it's like, it's kind of like when 
you know, let me just take a picture of my man. You know what I mean? Like, let me take a photo of you. I ain't trying to be creepy and nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like, you look good in the light. And let me let me just capture you real quick. You know, and it's it's a very kind of like chill, sexy, vibey type of track. And and she threw in like a few like, you know, light camera references here and there. So it's like it's very like, this is my speed. I like this. It's really, really cute. I relate to that energy because I'm definitely the creepy boyfriend or guy who like, if I'm into a man, if I feel like he's really attractive, I'm sneaking pictures of him. Not sneaking. I want him to see that I'm taking pictures of him because when you get that, when you get that, oh, you're taking pictures of me smile, that's, it's all worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the yeah. smile people give you when they catch you taking pictures of him. you taking a picture of me? Oh, like, oh cute. Right? So I'm definitely that guy. So I'm gonna check that record out because that sounds yeah. like my life. Yes, yes. Yes. So okay, so number one song was Little Bit, you said. Mm -hmm. Um, which we can just jump right into the icebreaker. What does Little Bit say about your 2022? Oh man. Does it say anything? It might not. Um, but if you no. could summarize your year in that song, how do they, how do they kind of go together? Um so also also to also to little bit is kind of about like kind of like being into somebody and kind of not really knowing what to do with that energy too. So it's like, I don't know if it really applies to my life right now, but I'm trying to think like if I were to apply it, maybe it's just, you know, I don't know. Maybe not that song. It may be That's other fair. songs. There may be other songs in the top five. Damn, my top five, it's all like bedroom music. Wow. <laughs> Does that, I mean, I could say that you maybe spent a lot of time this year in the house. I spent a lot of time in my fucking bedroom. Because like I'm looking at my top five like a little bit. That's some bedroom shit. Do my thing. Some bedroom shit. Bouncing. That's some bedroom shit. Photo you. That's that, some yeah. bedroom shit. And lay you down. It's some bullshit. You know. Yeah. It's all bedroom music. It's right? been a bedroom year. Look, yeah, but the bedroom is it's so crazy to, to juxtapose that to the music that you've actually made in your bedroom, because you would think being home all year and listening to that type of music, sonically, your production would be more laid back. But it's actually been the opposite. It's been it's very the entire funny, opposite, very boombastic, very fucking braggadocious. So that's really yeah. cool to see, like what you're listening to versus what you create. It's balance. You know what I mean? Because it's like for me, when I make music like especially with what I want to say right now as I'm in a very in I've been in a very energetic space I've been in a very like all right I'm here y'all gonna see me y'all ain't gonna get rid of me I'm gonna strut myself strut my shit I'm gonna mm -hmm. take up space I'm gonna be seen and like that's really informed a lot of the music I've been creating from like using horns and like a lot of heavy bass hard snares and um you know I've been doing a lot of like drill records as well so you know the music i've been making now is very much like you bitches are gonna see me you're not gonna fucking get rid of me i'm here taking up space but then like i can't consume that type of shit all day fucking night you know what i mean like right you need balance and flow so when i'm listening when i'm laying down at night i just want to like kind of unwind from the day or just kind of like unplug decompress and then that's when i get into like Erica Takasi and all the fucking bedroom music. And I love lovey-dovey music. I love being in love. I'm a Libra. So I guess that really could kind of summarize how that that top five came. So I'm maybe trying to manifest a little bit more love for myself in 2023. Come on. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Look, we can always more love. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm, I'm going to hit you with my top five real quick. Cause it's yes. Like, I don't know if it's chaotic or not, but, uh, and it was, we'll get into maybe what it says about me, but um, 
My number one is the OG version of Bouncing. Uh-huh. A favorite. Um, favorite. My second is Charlie XCX, good ones. That's a good song. My third is Don't Play With My Heart, India Sean. Okay, I love that record. Um, my fourth curveball is RuPaul, just what they want. Get it. Get your life. <laughs> and my fourth one is I Wanna from Spell, 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 which is that record I sent you with the Spice Girls chopping it. I love it. I love it. So I love I, it. I, look, it's it's a lot. And I was trying to figure out like what the fuck is it saying about me? But I mean, when I think about the year I've had, I mean, bouncing kind of makes sense because I've literally been bouncing around all year. Mm-hmm. I was I was in LA, I was in London, I was in Miami, I was in New York. So I've been bouncing around all year. Um good ones kind of make sense because I, I did have a breakup this year. So she says I let the good ones go. So maybe mm-hmm. that, maybe that's my life. Mm-hmm. Don't play with my heart. I mean, India Sean's album. When you talk about bedroom music, that is, that yeah. was my my that and Emil Larue's Lovely Standards Project were my solitude records. Mm-hmm. When I wanted to feel alone, bless you, yeah. buddy. Dog over here sneezing. Um, <laughs> RuPaul is just RuPaul. I mean, this year probably had the most seasons of Drag Race ever, and I watched every single one of them. So I'm a homosexual. Wow, I love that for you. I love that for me too. And, that's um, really gay and i love that <laughs> and um number five i think actually speaks to my year the most the i want a record because i wrote a lionsgate freestyle to that record Ooh. when it came when when during lionsgate i wrote a whole freestyle to it that was on my tiktok yes um, and, lionsgate portal yes right right Even. and it was just me saying all the things that i wanted to manifest this year so it's been really cool to uh see that being my top five because it, it kept a lot of those manifestations like at the forefront of my head yeah which is really cool that's really um, the beauty of music because i feel like a lot of songs are like you know people believe what the fuck they want but like i feel like a lot of songs are like manifestation chants you know and like and like if you're tapped into the spiritual realm like you understand certain things you know what i mean like mm-hmm. a lot of songs have like intentions on it and a lot of songs you know they're spells you know yeah. so it's like you listen to you listen to Ice Spice. It's like you know, take what you want from it, but like the profits. the hook. The hook is how can you how can I lose if I'm already chose? Like like that's a manifestation. That that is a manifestation. It's like you are speaking something into existence that that you know you're speaking as if it's already happening. Like how can I lose if I'm already chose? You'll right. always be chose if you have that fucking mindset. Oof. Or telling people that they can't compete where they don't compare. That's another That's one. That's a fucking chant. That's a chant. Oh yeah. Because you can't oh, yeah. you can't be me. I can only I can only be me. Available on all streaming platforms. And you can get this shirt at yanniblue.com as well plug, as plug, the mirror variant. Plug, plug. Right. Yeah, shop at a bodice fucking merch so we don't have to sell ass. I mean, we still sell an ass, but whatever. I mean, we still well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of manifestation though. So I did an exercise this morning. Um, shout out to Mike Brown from the Art of Letting Go podcast. Um, we did an exercise this morning where we read our journal entries from a year ago. Mm-hmm. And guess who was in my journal entry from a year ago? Who? You, bitch. Really? Yes. I okay. journaled. I said, I don't know what I was going through. I don't know. I wasn't going through anything, but I don't know what was happening at the time. But I know you and I had just recently connected. We either had already dropped our remixes or were getting ready to drop them. I think we had already dropped. I think the they've first. been out. They had been, been out. out. Yeah. And you had sent me a bunch of production, and I had manifested. I was writing a bunch of shit down that I wanted to do, but one of the things I had asked for was to pour more into our creative relationship. 
And I was like, you know, I'm, I met this person who, who's really dope, really um, great energy, good music. I was like, I really, I felt like I had a small window of like, I was like, he's going to lose interest because you move so fast when you're creative. And I was like, yeah. I really want to write with Tariq. I don't want to, um, I don't want to like lose interest. So I was like writing down, like, I hope I really put some, some fucking, same thing I'm going through now, actually, because you see how I have spots where I don't write. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I hope I can move these records along so me and Tariq can put out a project next year. Here we are. Here we are. So this it are. felt very it felt very beautiful. So I saved that just for the pod to tell you. Wow. You were in my That's journal beautiful. entry a year ago. Wow. That's special. Are you about to cry? No. no I'm just like, I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, I'm not. <laughs> no, but it felt it felt I felt very wholesome when I read it. But I was like, oh. it feels so wholesome as fuck because it's like again, like you never know what can happen. You know what I mean? You never you never know what could come into fruition. You never know who could walk off of a mood board. You know? Yeah. You never know what can yeah. happen. You never and know. You, and you never know who's who's praying for you, who's thinking about you. So I think that's why it's always important to just be kind to people. Because I didn't, like I said, I didn't even realize that. I knew that we've been trying to work together, but I didn't realize it was something that I was actively manifesting. And I think I knew from, from then that there was something special in the production you were sending me and something special in like where we overlap our intersections as musicians, as men, um, yeah. literally all the reasons why we started this podcast. So it was really cool yeah. to be a year later and like have Can't Compete out, have this RIP EP out, fucking have this podcast out, be prepping for more releases. Like, wow. all right, come I'm on, gagged. Man, I'm gagged. Yep, I have I'm it right gagged. here somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I'm gagged. And I was like, that's crazy. A year ago. Uh, so we're here, motherfucker, in the gunmetal mesh. In the gunmetal mesh. Making boppity bops and <laughs> making fucking, bops together. Yep. And fucking gearing up for, for uh for global domination. For world domination. Here we so are. We are fucking here. So I'm gonna find this journal entry at some point. But um I'm gagging. That's amazing. Yeah, where is it? Now I want to now I want to see it just for now myself. Yeah, I need to go back and find it. But um, but yeah, I thought that was really cool because I was like, you know what? Nothing is by mistake. Like I we we even when we don't think we're manifesting, we're actively trying to get to these fucking spots that we're at now. And it's really cool just to look back and be like, oh, okay, this is what I wanted. Like I wanted to do this project with you. I wanted to have this connection, this friendship. I wanted to be in this space where I'm fucking having an outlet to talk. Like oh, okay, here we go. Uh, I'm thankful for Tariq and his production. Uh, what else did I say? I'm excited to work on these songs next year. Oh, okay. Today, my goal is progress. Progress in my creative relationship with Tariq. Oh, you can't see it, but it's in there. Wow. Oh, wow. This should be really Yeah, censored. you've been blurring. You've been blurring up like crazy today, friend. Oh, my bad. Maybe I should turn the. My bed is made. I could probably turn the sensitivity down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop oh. moving. I'll stop moving. But yeah, I had to put that out there. So. That's beautiful. I I need to journal. I, so I've been journaling in that way through voice notes. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's been really easier for me because like I've been wanting to journal more. I've been wanting to hold myself accountable to journal more. And like, you know, I write music all the fucking time. But like, I feel like when I want to journal... I don't have time to get the pen to get the paper. I got to get the thought out right away. And because uh-huh. I do make music, I'm like, you know what? Let's keep the audio thing going. Let me just record myself. And that way, when I go back to it, I can reflect on 
how I sounded in that mental space. You know what I mean? And sometimes I play some shit back. I'm like, oh, bitch, you was bugging. Girl, you was going through it. Yeah. Damn, you made a really big deal about that. You know, and it's it's cool to like, see the words is that's one perspective, but to actually hear yourself. That's like, you know, so that's been really helpful. But then I do manifestation journaling. So it's like that I'll write out because like, I firmly believe if you want shit to manifest, you have to write it out, you know? Yeah. So that... I'll do scripting, which is basically um, you're writing out the things you want to manifest as if it's already happened. And you mm -hmm. start off with gratitude, thanking the universe for all that you already have, and then thanking the universe for the things that are going to manifest because you're speaking into existence. So it's like, that's kind of how I journal. That shit has been holding the, the shreds of my sanity together. <laughs> yeah. It's been yeah. the glue. <laughs> that's just powerful. Yeah. That's just powerful. Glue. I do yeah. I do journal in that way more. Like that's why that one I kind of I, I journal more. My journaling was inspired by the artist way. So a lot of times it's mm -hmm. more like morning pages style, which is stream of conscious, just trying to get everything out of my head so that I yeah. can clear my mind and meditate. But I did start doing the uh the verb the uh recordings as well over the summer. Actually, mm -hmm. my Lionsgate freestyle started off as me just ranting for 20 minutes and then I went back and turned it into a rap. There you um, go. So I do believe in the power of that as well. And a lot of times we're artists and we're dramatic. So I think a lot of times I I, I do the shit because I know I'm gonna go back and listen to it. And it's almost mm -hmm. like a letter to my future self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I know I'm gonna come back and listen to the shit and I want to be inspired. I want to be reminded not to go back there or whatever it is that I'm trying to give myself in that moment. And I do go back and listen very frequently. That's important. It gives you, mm -hmm. gives you perspective. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm all about that. All about that. Okay. Yes, we're crushing it this year. Yes, we are. Twenty twenty two. Let's 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 jump right into our uh, our, our deeper conversation real quick because I know um this kind of leads us into it actually. And people who've been following along know that we've kind of had a conversation structure, just trying to identify moments in our lives where we felt too big for our dreams, whether it's physically, emotionally. Uh, but let's in the context of twenty twenty two. Did you have any moments this year where you felt like you were too big for your dreams and? Any, any setbacks or anything like that? You know, I thought about it. I thought about that when I was looking at the brief for today. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily feel like I had any, like, major moments where I felt like I was too big for my dreams. But I think it's been more so me shifting my mind, my limiting mindset um, in terms of shit that I know that could come into fruition if I actually put the work and energy behind it, you know? And it was, it was more so less about, you know, feeling that like I was too big for these big for the dreams I have. It's like more so holding myself accountable to fully show up for myself essentially. So I think yeah. that's more so it's been what it is because ain't a, ain't a door motherfucker can't tell me I can't pull through at push through at this fucking point. You know what I mean? And right. that's taken a lot of, a lot of inner work to get to this point. So um, I could say I'm in a space where I don't feel like I'm too big for my dreams. I believe that it is all possible, you know, but it's really holding yourself accountable to show up, do the work. And then in those moments where it feels uncomfortable to not run away from the feeling of being uncomfortable, but to lean into it and kind of ask yourself, why am I uncomfortable? And then explore that from there and then 
eventually get to the root of it and then it doesn't become as uncomfortable it becomes routine it becomes second nature so I've been embracing more and more of that lately which has been really helpful yes I feel the same way I was uh thinking about it as well and it's funny I had a thought that I because uh, I my short answer is that I think the thing that limited my dreams this year was probably me mm-hmm. um I definitely came into the year just feeling really small Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a symptom of years of kind of shrinking to figure out how to navigate certain dynamics. A lot of them, a lot of the dynamics being relationship dynamics, uh, romantic relationships, mm-hmm. friendships, work relationships. And you actually tweeted something about this. Uh, you said we were talking about hindsight 2020, just talking about some of the, the things mm-hmm. that you do to make relationships work. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually helped me gain some perspective because like full disclosure, I mean, I already mentioned I, I had a breakup this year romantic breakup but outside of that I also kind of fell out with a lot of my collaborators um and I found myself really struggling with that because I was just like what happened like I couldn't really figure out what went wrong and I still don't fully know but I think I've been saying a lot that the universe gives you what you think about the most and not what you pray for the loudest and I remember coming into this year really being unhappy in all my relationships and just begging to like give me change like if I can and if I if I don't know how to do it myself just make the change happen so when mm-hmm. people just started falling out of my life, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is what I asked for because I wasn't mm-hmm. going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. You asked for a clearing. This yeah. Is what you asked for You manifested it. And at first I was like, shit, this is what I want because I, I still care about those people. I really love them and I still would love clarity and, and conversation. But at the same time, I realized that my frustration with them was rooted in me uh, taking on what do you call it? Like, like it it was rooted in me navigating the relationships in a way that made me shrink, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said, Mm -hmm. you said, uh, keeping the peace or making it work in your tweet. And I Mm -hmm. felt like I was doing that for a lot of, for a long time, for a lot of people. Like, how do I stay quiet? How do I not offend everybody? How do I be a team player? But meanwhile, I was miserable. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, that tweet came from a, a conversation I had with one of my really good friends yesterday. We had lunch, um, I love I love shout out to my sister, um, Ellie Luna. Um ama- I mean, amazing singer-songwriter, but she's not doing much of that these days. She is a full-on pro makeup artist, influencer, and killing it and doing just as an amazing job at that yes. as well. Um I follow her. She's amazing. She's dope. Um and um we just really had a conversation just about like just relationships and like realizing like, you know being in like previous like from romantic relationships but to also like working dynamics that you know you stayed in for so long for the sake of making it work and then realizing that wow I'm not really growing here I'm not progressing here actually this is really like tense and like stressful yeah I agree with that that's that's exactly what I feel like coming into this year I was very conscious of living in that space and two things can be true because I, 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 it can be very easy to feel like, oh, well, they're bad and I'm just, I need to, no, two things can be true. Like you can, you create the dynamic, you can care about people, you can love them. But it can also still have gotten unhealthy. It doesn't mean it was always unhealthy, but just through life, creative endeavors, changes, dynamics do shift. And I came into this year really feeling like, why do the people I love and care about the most give me the most stress? Like this doesn't make any sense. And yeah. I had to really, I had to learn boundaries. And even to, to your point, like talking about, our dynamic, we're only able to enjoy this collaboration and this friendship in the way that we are because of what we've been through, because we're conscious. 
So now yeah. I know better. Now I know like, oh, Johnny, in the past, you didn't check yourself when your energy was off. You just powered through. You showed up to sessions being nasty and being rude or, you know, you didn't tell people about themselves and ended up telling somebody else instead of telling them to their face. Or like, uh-huh. I can see all the mistakes I've made and I'm like, oh, okay. That was, I needed to get away from that. And I was not, as much as I wanted to change, I came into this year really wanting to change. I was not, I wasn't, not not that I wasn't prepared. I needed a push from the universe because I was, I was dragging my feet. I was just uh-huh. like, I'm gonna keep trying. I'm gonna keep trying. <laughs> and the universe, the universe was like, was oh, like oh, I gave you ah, six months. Yeah. Get, get out I of here. I gave you six months. Here we go. Yeah. On the, on the other side of it, I'm looking back and I'm really just being accountable and saying like, damn, like, would I have done it on my own if the universe didn't push me out? You know? And, and what can I learn now? And do I still, and, and, and where do those relationships go? Like, I still care about those people. I want, yeah. I would love to rebuild, but it's like, maybe I do need this time to myself to kind of figure things out because I wouldn't have been able to do this project to have this growth to create these boundaries or expand in the way that I have if I was still allowed allowing myself to be distracted by all the relationships that were giving me so much mm-hmm. uh just uh strife strife mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's yeah. the word struggle with strife struggle and strife struggle so, with strife that's real that, as fuck that's that real was my fuck. shrinking this year like big big on that and I remember like really feeling it when I went to London I went to London for an award show and um, I felt so alone and I felt so out of control of just like mm. my circumstances. I was just like, I'm here to support, you know, the artists that I'm here with and support my producer. Then they're my friends. But I also just kind of felt like this trip, I didn't I didn't add or take away. I just was here. Mm. And I, I was like, oh, maybe I really need to step into something that feels a little bit more gratifying because yeah. I don't want to grow to resent people because everybody's out for themselves as they should be. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's everybody's creating their own world and 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 pushing forward. And you know what I also had for a long time? I had um I don't know if guilt's the right word, but um I my life in Los Angeles, the people that I had around me in my career, I really feel like I manifested that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think once I got it all and it wasn't exactly like I wanted, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to say like, oh, okay. This is not what I wanted or this yeah. was cool, but let me move on. I had like, I guess guilt was the right word. Like I, I felt guilty that I manifested this so hard. Yeah. I need to appreciate it. You got what you wanted and you realize this isn't really what, what I wanted. Yeah. That's real. I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. I've, I've been there. I think for me, <laughs> you know, when I was younger, like when I was like in my, like when I graduated from college, like I had set all of these goals for myself as far as um, all of the things I wanted to achieve as a photographer. And I had a very small minded list of goals as a 21 year old. If I could go back and slap the shit out of 21 year old Tariq Amir, I would do that. Um, but I can't. I could only love on him and redirect him. But, mm-hmm. you know. Cause that's the type of parent I would be, right. <laughs> but, um, I, my, my list of goals were very short. I wanted, I said, I wanted to be a household name. <laughs> I said that I wanted to, to, um, have a multi-page spread in GQ magazine. I said, I wanted to shoot images that were on billboards. And I said, that I wanted to have a full large scale artist residency. Wow. And I said, I wanted to shoot my favorite musicians. I did all of that. Yes. 
But here's the crazy part, right? I've done all of that, but I'm not really that happy. And that's yeah. real. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you have to like really ask yourself like, okay, well, I got everything. And I realized that acts when I was manifesting that I should have asked for other things. You know what I mean? In terms mm -hmm. of like stability, in terms of, you know, um, overcoming certain traumas so I could show up and be present for those amazing events that happened because like full disclosure some of those events that I, I that were amazing and they happened I wasn't as present in those moments because of how I've been programmed as a fucking overachiever and yeah. you know and that really just comes from my experience of being told that I have to work harder I have to go harder because I'm black because I'm fat because I'm queer because I'm thin at times you know what I mean so it's like I couldn't even be present at some of my biggest career moments in my life because wow. I was so fixated on what's next yeah you know yeah. and we have to really check ourselves with what we ask the universe for because we get it but then when we get it it's like is it everything that you thought that you wanted Right. And and learning to give it back, I think, like, because I, I was in the same boat as you. Like, when I moved to L.A., my goals were to be out because I was closeted my whole time in New York. I just wanted to be out. I wanted to be mm -hmm. an out musician. I wanted to work with other queer artists. I wanted the people that I collaborated with to be my friends and my family. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work with some of my heroes, Pharrell, Rodney Jerkins. I wanted to create an album. I wanted to put out an album. I did all of that. Mm -hmm. And when I look back, like you said, I wasn't present for some of it because it was just go, go, go. I was just so in the moment of like, I was so goal oriented. And and even with the friendships, like I wanted to be friends and family with everybody so bad, but I didn't instill the things that I really valued in, in, in friendship and family. And that's being able to be honest, being able to be transparent, uh, feeling seen, feeling heard. You know, a lot of those things I pushed to the back burner just to be able to say, that I had friends that were my family, that I collaborated. I was friends with my collaborators. And again, incredible people. It's no, mm -hmm. it's not shade to them. I'm in the spirit of accountability. I'm just realizing for myself, I wasn't able to show up for those relationships because I was just so focused on what it looked like, what mm -hmm. it felt, you know, what, what I manifested instead of like really being in the in the, the trenches of it and saying, like, okay, I'm building this family structure. What's important to me and family? You know, my only priorities were we all make music and we all call each other family. Mm. That was it. I didn't yeah. prioritize things that were real to me. Like, like I said, feeling seen, yeah. feeling heard, um, yeah. really being a support system towards one another, um, really trusting one another, really being able to just be myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to learn, again, talk about overcoming trauma. I had to learn that a lot of that stems from, you know, I was an only child for 10 years, me and my sister are 10 years apart. So I just always felt alone for a long time on top of moving around a lot. So I learned how to be very agreeable. I was, you know, the, I, I mean, I was always big. So I come to a new school. They think you're going to be the bully. So I had to learn how to be silly, be the class clowns. So people mm. like me. So I've, I've eternalized this sort of get along with everybody, everybody like you so you can survive energy and not realizing yeah. that within that, that literally to be able to do that, you have to shrink because you don't want to offend nobody. Mm -hmm. You don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to offend nobody. You yeah. don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. That was so, me in high school too, because like for me, I knew I knew the ecosystem of how shit worked. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And like, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna be the kid that's gonna get bullied because I see what's going on. So it's like, 
I I became agreeable, cool the the, the kid that was kind of cool and mixy with a bit of everybody. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and, and 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 that put so much value in that. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, I get along with everybody. Oh yeah. no, I can. But not realizing that and doing that, I was literally compartmentalizing. So I'm talked about Dragon Ball Z with the nerdy niggas and yeah, talk about like shit with the hood niggas. You're like a different version of yourself with each person that you're like relating with, and that's crazy. And I've that's been that was me. <laughs> yeah, my whole life. I, I I remember I remember so vividly getting on the train after high school in my uniform, mm-hmm. being a boy. Until I got down to West 4th Street, then mm-hmm. sitting up my tie and being a being a faggot <laughs> at the pier Her. and then going home. And yeah, and just and I remember feeling crazy. Like by the time I hit 21, I was like, what am I? Who am I? Where am I? And it extended yeah. into my music career because like I said, up until I left, I moved to LA at 25, I was closeted. So everybody I made music with in New York before I left did not know that I was gay. And I was in those spaces wow. talking about women. And wow. Yeah. So you was even you weren't making music that was honest or reflective of who you who you are. No, God no. That's why my album sounds the way it sounds. Because my album, I look back and I'm like, my album is dark. It's mysterious. It's misleading. It's a. Uh, <laughs> it's a good. It's it's a good project, Johnny. It, it I is. love my album. I love I love, I love your album too. I think it only shows one facet of who you are it doesn't necessarily paint the the portrait of who you are as a person and the no, person no. that i've gotten to know over these past you know a few months it's like you know when we talked about that i was like yo your album's great but i feel like people need to see you you know what i right. mean because you you are funny you're hella charismatic you're, you're hella witty like you got some fucking one-liners that be taking my ass the fuck out and i got some good one-liners bitch so (laughs) so i and i think now it's been it's been beautiful to watch you do these songs that we've been doing you know what i mean and like these weren't even songs that i thought you would even want to do but this is before me getting before me getting to know you me judging you from your album and your body of work that i heard so it's like I think we'd be out here doing pop records, right. but nigga, we out here we doing out here. pop records. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, like, and, yeah. and again, like, like you said, my I love my album. Shout out to Sean, shout out to Chris, shout out to Ace, everybody. A beautiful body of work. Incredible album. I had to go through that album is a story album, and I had to really go through and unpack who I was because it's basically a love letter to myself in New York growing up, mm-hmm. living in Brooklyn. I had an apartment in Brooklyn for a year where I was just being a thotty too hottie and just living my life. Um, but it's a love letter to that version and just going through those motions. And when I was unpacking a lot of that, like I said, it was me being covert, me being secretive, me, you know, because when you, when you live, and this is a whole nother story, but when you, when you, the gay experience as black men is a lot of times rooted in secrecy and like, there's so much shame and, and uh, secrecy around Mm -hmm. sex. Mm -hmm. You don't even learn to appreciate sex open and freely until like, I didn't until fucking 25 because everything mm-hmm. I had done up until then was little weird hookups with people who wouldn't show you their face mm-hmm. when their mama was out the house. And Yeah. 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 And that that's the reality. All... That's the reality for, for, for a good deal of people. Yep. Yeah. I remember reading our, what was it? I was listening to a podcast and they were talking, they were joking about why so many men are quiet during sex. And they were like, if you think about it, most men are masturbating by themselves at home. Like, 
they're not used to being emotive, making any sounds. They're like, oh, yo, no shit. like men are so sexually repressed. Like we really are. Like we really are sexually repressed, repressed as fuck. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're not really taught how to like properly explore our own bodies and like have our own sexual relations with our bodies so we can get familiar with what the fuck we like before yeah. go laying up with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you know, I think just America in general, we're very sexually repressed in this country. You know what I mean? That's just a reality of of what it is. And that tracks back to a whole bunch of other shit that we ain't gonna get in today that yeah. I don't yeah. necessarily have the license to unpack because I'm right. a recording artist and a photographer. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm a not pop your, star. I'm, not I'm a, a pop star. I'm not a politician. I'm not a therapist. Listen. I've just been to therapy, Ooh. which is what some of y'all niggas need to do. Ooh, do the work. Do the work, man. Let's do the work. work. What was that shit? Um. Oh my god. This. This. Um. Oh my god. She. She. She's no longer with us, but she's. This, she was big on fucking t- Twitter and TikTok. Um. Nanobia, the queen, queen of Brooklyn. She yes. said, yo, fuck, yo, fuck Google. Y'all niggas go to the, need to go to the library and get a fucking book. Fuck Google. Go get a fucking book. Rest in peace, queen. Rest in peace, queen. I miss her. Ahead of her fucking time, man. Oh, she used to do the Doja Cat. Um, She loved her some cyber sex. So she would be like, yo, hit me on the hotline. Uh, I don't want to, I want to know if we can sing that shit. I don't right, want right. to this rule. This is gonna be on YouTube. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. We're on YouTube. Don't do not that. We don't want to get the monetized. Well, we already yeah. said we already said faggot, so it's okay. This ain't this ain't gonna get this ain't gonna get monetized. It's fine. Nah, nobody's not. Nah, we'll we'll get monetized on Spotify. Uh, shout out to Anchor, shout out to Spotify. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, this summary, has probably been one of my favorite episodes so far. This is so unhinged. Very, very. Um, but it feels very therapeutic. Um, it does. But you know, it, it feels good because, um, like I said, just just unpacking the things that made us shrink this year, for me, it really was just I had to come out from behind because when you are the kind of person that's existing and being agreeable and and just trying to keep the peace, you can kind of get behind all of that. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Get yourself behind it. So when I didn't have that anymore, I didn't have other people that I could tell about themselves, or I just had it was just me and me, mm-hmm. me and myself. And speaking mm-hmm. of the 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 doing the journaling, the the voice notes, I remember doing a voice memo two weeks into being back in New York. Because after my breakup, for those who don't know, after my my separation, I moved back to New York for three months. I was home for I was home for three months, and the first two weeks that I was there, I was depressed and just going through it. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting on the floor like the two days before the Lionsgate thing and turning on my voice memo and saying, well, the calls are coming from inside the house. Ah! It's, me. <laughs> it's me. It's real. It's, it's real, though. I'm the problem. It's, it's me. It it's was real. giving very anti-hero. And I was like, oh, but the moment I was able to say that and just be like, it, it's you, Johnny, you got to figure this out. It was mm. a from there because I didn't have anything or anybody to distract me anymore. It was just me. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful for the work. Mm-hmm. And I'm still doing the work. Mm-hmm. But um, that was the, the most powerful thing I was able to do for myself this year is really fully take accountability. Yeah. And um, that should change my life. 
I'm still in that space of of taking more accountability. I think what's been really great for me this year is I did a lot of clearing. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of like energetically letting go. And, 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 and once you start letting shit go, you realize how much more shit you gotta let go. Yeah. Yeah. Because you because because once because once you realize. Like, okay, for me, it started in the, in the physical sense because, you know, I have been, I'm still in the process of redoing my whole living space. Mm-hmm. And I got rid of a whole lot of shit. Like a whole lot of, sh- like this whole room looked completely different. It looked a mess now. I ain't showing y'all this shit, but it looked better than it did. Yeah. <laughs> in July. Yeah. I got rid of so much shit, like old carpet, old everything, old, like I had fucking um notebooks from fucking college like just old shit and like when i and i cleared this room out when i mean i cleared this whole room out it felt so eerie because i felt like i was somewhere else i didn't feel like Mm -hmm. i was at home because when you carry all of that shit physically energetically you don't realize how much that shit becomes a part of you yeah. So when you rip all of it away, it's kind of like, okay, well, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Where the fuck am I at? Where the fuck am I going next? Just like you said, you were left sitting with yourself. Yeah. You know what and I mean? I got rid of a lot of shit before I went to New York too. So I, cause I wasn't planning on coming back. So I, I feel that I literally condensed my life to one suitcase and was like, well, this is it. Threw out so much clothes. I threw out everything. Because mm-hmm. I was not planning on coming back. So I felt that same way of like, oh. There's, there's nothing that I, all the physical was gone it just i just had that space now of like what's next it's just me in the suitcase and this dog what are we doing yeah 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 and then like once you start letting shit go you, you become conscious of how much other shit like once you start letting things go physically then you start tapping to the emotional side of things because i'm i'm i wasn't a believer of that that feng shui shit but there, there's a lot to that shit. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. once you because my and my best friend Graham, um, shout him out. He's lit. Check out Drunk Astrology. Shout out to Graham. He's doing some dope shit. He got some fly merch. I'm about to get me one of them. Like Graham, you need to send me one of them Libra um shirts. Let me get one of them. Yes, one of them t- Libra. I take an Aries one. Get, He's out here in LA, right? Let's call yes. him T Graham. You're gonna meet you. You'll meet him when 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 I'm out there next and next well yes. basically next month when this come out it'll be January mm-hmm. I'll be out there and we can film together in person that will be a whole nother that's gonna be chaos Chad. That, then we then we're gonna need an editor um right but um yeah um he's very into feng shui and he said you know this clearing that you did because it's been something I've been wanting to do for a while and you say, yo, the fact that you did this, your life is going to be completely different in six months. And it hasn't been six months yet, but I I feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been just having this feeling like something major is going to unfold in the most positive way in multiple aspects of my life. And I feel it. I, it feels like, you know, the, the soda bottle just shaking up is about to pop. Like, it, it feels it feels like that. And I think with that, there's been a lot of growing pains I've had to deal with in the process yeah. of that. But I know it's preparing me for whatever is about to be next because I, I, I feel it, you know. But like in that process of letting shit go physically, then you have to really get into like shit that you need to let go mentally. You know, it, it just kind of just hit me right away. I was like, oh, damn. 
certain emotions started to kind of pop up out of me. I'm like, oh shit. Now I actually have the the mental energy to to process this shit now because I'm yeah. not living in chaos, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you could start to kind of work through shit, and you start to see shit, and be like, oh, I don't like this about me. Oh, I don't like this about me. Is because you're now conscious of your own shit. Because if you're not conscious of your own chaos, you're just functioning in it. You know what I mean? And we 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 easily learn how to function in chaos as yeah. if it's normal. So Too easily. Too easily. You know, once you start getting rid of things like physically within your space, your living space, you have the mental energy to deal with a lot of other shit, you know, and really start to process emotions and other things you need to let go in the mental sense. And like, that's where I've been at. And I think it's a level of self-awareness, you know, because like if you're not aware of the dysfunction that you're fucking living in, you're just you're just living in it because as humans, we easily figure out how to adapt in chaos. You know what I mean? So much that it becomes normal. So that yeah. once you start getting to a better space, sometimes you're like, oh, damn, like, this is what I was dealing with? Yeah. This is what I was going through? Oh, oh this was God. normal for me? Who the fuck was this? Just sitting here listening to this shit. Or especially if you were dealing with somebody, damn, I sat here and let this bitch do this? Yeah. And then you got to forgive yourself for that. Because the only person you can really blame for that is you, because you teach people how to treat you. Yeah, that's that's the fucking truth. And people don't people don't understand that. That's why it's really important. I mean, again, we talk about getting to know each other and how positive it's been. But it's because we set our intentions immediately because now we know better. So we've been through shit. So we were like, okay, I'm making this new creative friendship. We were intentional about like, let's not always talk about work. Let's go out to coffee shops. We went out to museums. We went out for drinks. We tried to create dynamic and we checked in on each other. Hey, how do you feel about like all those things that I didn't know how to do before I was able to apply and getting to know you. And it's been positive because I'm like, I know better now. Um, but it, and that's usually, it's just that accountability because if, if I didn't think that it was me or if I didn't figure out how to fig- how to, how to make myself better, I was going to carry that into every new relationship. Uh-huh. You know, just, just, just creating toxic attachments, trying to be agreeable trying mm-hmm. to latch on to people for opportunities or mm-hmm. because I think they can help me move up or letting people latch mm-hmm. on to me because they can help me move up instead of really sitting there and saying like, who who makes me feel good? Mm-hmm. Who who has, who's tapped into something that I want to be a part of? Mm-hmm. Who is um, creating music that moves me? Who is mm-hmm. having discussions that move me? Who makes me feel heard? That has been the, the biggest, my biggest lesson in 2022. And it maybe sounds a little egotistical, but I think you really need to go where you feel heard. And it's mm-hmm. not that everybody needs to agree with you. That's not what I mean. No. But just going where people speak your language. Mm-hmm. And that is that has been a lifesaver for me. People, I, I encourage everybody, I implore everybody, like, you know, go find, they say find your tribe. And that could be a little overwhelming because tribe implies like this is the people they'll be with forever. It don't have to be no. that either. But just people who in that moment speak your language. Like that shit is that's so important because like you can't do this life shit alone and i have a really amazing tribe and it took me time to to find that tribe and i think i think really in finding the tribe you got to do the work on yourself for one to be open Mm -hmm. be open to meeting new people to be open to like getting to know people to be open to being vulnerable and like letting your guard down and actually have like 
real conversations with people other than just shit that's just surface so you can like really kind of connect with people and yeah. build that understanding you know what i mean i think in that that's how you find your tribe because when you open up and share someone also opened up and share and you realize like yo we dealt with some of the same traumas how did you get through that you know and having those like very important conversations that we need that we're having like we're having today you know yeah. so um i think in finding your tribe it it takes a level of openness you know and um also to a level of like self-awareness and like growth you know like in order for you to have like a good tribe and good friends you have to show up and be that good friend you can't just yeah. expect you know people to just pour into you and you don't do the same like you can't show up to any relationship with an empty cup that's how that's how what a healthy relationship is and that's no. That's something that I feel in this society is often missed. It's like, you know, you hear a lot of people, oh, this person completes me. This person is my better half. No, I don't want anyone to complete me because I'm showing up to the table as a whole person. You know what I'm saying? A lot mm -hmm. of people don't show up to the table as a whole person. No. Energetically. So yeah. for me, I'm like, if I'm showing up this way, I need you to do the same. I don't want someone to complete me. I want someone to compliment me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want us to both be able to have our cups and we pour into a collective cup. Yeah. While still making sure that we hold each other accountable to replenish our cups. Yeah. And a that's lot of important. people don't get that. And that's not only important in romantic relationships, because a lot of times we prioritize romantic relationships more than anything else. It's yeah. like we don't really prioritize platonic relationships like we should. No. But it works all the same. Because guess what? Platonic relationships, they start off, they turn romantic sometimes. It's They just have these relationships. They have the same inner workings. You know what I mean? So it's and, like... And they take up the same space. Like like I said, I, I, I went through a romantic breakup this year. And I went through essentially like friendship breakups. And I'll tell you the truth. They heard about the same. Mm -hmm. you it know, does. They, they, I mean, of course, they're different. They're rooted in different things. But that that emptiness is similar. You know, it that, feels like a death sometimes. Yeah, because you just and it's it's scary because what it signifies is a shift. It signifies like the end of something and it a does. transformation. And obviously, those the scariest moments are the ones where we're going to grow the most and evolve the most. But in that, in in the in the thick of it, you're just like, oh fuck, what do yeah. I do now? I don't have these people anymore. Or how do yeah. I, how do I write songs now? How do I uh, find community? How do I? What happens to all the things that we invested in together? Do those things just fall apart? And, you know, like I said, they do marry each other. They do marry each other. Because in a relationship, you're like, well, what about the plans we made? We wanted to get a house. We wanted to get kids. You know, in the creative relationships, it's like, damn, we planned on going to the Grammys together. We planned on scoring number one records together. We planned on touring the world together. Like, what do I do now? Because and it, that, yeah, no continue. I was, was going to say, and, and, and you know, with the, the one thing with the, I mean, with both, honestly, People, relationships grow and evolve and this doesn't mean these people are, are gone from your life completely you can have different versions of relationships later on but in the moment it is very like what do I do now especially when you're grown and you're in your 30s and you're like I didn't think I was gonna be starting over again at 32 years old like but you start over multiple times in your life because I'm learning mm -hmm. that life is long you know what I mean and I think the reason why those breakups feel so oh like gut-wrenching at times like because you pour so much of yourself into that relationship. So when that relationship ends, essentially a version of yourself dies. 
Yeah. And you, and your value system. Yeah. And that's when the ego check comes in because for me, it is that feeling of like, um, wasn't I not important? Did I not prove myself? Like you start mm-hmm. to do all of that. And it's just like, it's not that it, 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 that's not it. You know, the same way I'm going through an evolution and a change, other people are too. Yeah. And I have to be okay with my contribution and my attempts and my, where I'm at and let everybody else have their experience. That's true. You know, and that's been the biggest thing I've been learning this year is that again, having that, that good voice syndrome, letting it die, because even in the midst of me taking my own life, my, taking, dismantling my own life, I still want everybody to like me. Like, hey, I'm gonna break up with you, but I'm still a good person. No, like, let that, that shit person don't work breathe. that way. It don't work that way. Like, I have to don't do what's that. right for me, yeah. and I can't. But that was that's where my value system was, and I had yeah. to learn in the middle of reassessing it. Like, oh, this is why I need to. I have to stay this course because I'm doing all of this, and the only thing that mattered to me was, do you still think I'm a good person? I was like, oh no, 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 no. That's not. I have to reevaluate yeah. my entire reward system. Yeah. Of what it means to be a friend, what it means to be a partner, what it means to just be human. That's real as fuck. That's real as fuck. And I identify with that because, you know, I tend to be a, a people pleaser. And, you know, well, child, what are we getting into? We getting into it, child. But, like, you know, um, I went through a relation like a a friendship breakup essentially you know we're back in the better space now but like that shit felt like a death and and like for a lot of for a while I kept asking myself like damn well what the fuck did I do wrong like am I a good person did I did I like did I ruin this like is it me and and when I unpacked all of it yeah parts of it was me because I tolerated a lot of shit for a long time and then confront it um, earlier, but mm-hmm. I did confront it, you know, in in a very healthy way. Once I did, it's just that person wasn't as receptive of what I had to say, and that yeah. had less to do with me. It had more to do with them, you right. know. And you know, we're in a good space now. We're in a good space now. But it's like you know, when you're in that space, when not when we initially, you know, had that, you know, breakup. I really had to do a lot of healing. And for me, I I typically, I go to a place of anger, you know? Mm. And a lot, a lot of people don't see that side of me often. But like, you know, when when I go through shit like that, my first state is anger. And anger comes from hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. That's where that stems from. Like anger, mm-hmm. that's just the surface emotion. Why are you angry? What's mm-hmm. making you angry? Why are you processing it in this way? You know, and that comes from trauma. So like, Usually I'll go from anger to to apathy, then then to let me just pretend you don't exist. And none of that is healthy. Mm-mm. Now, not none of that is healthy, you know? And um, but at that point, it was nothing else I could really do at that point. <laughs> and yeah. that dynamic, you know, and and you kind of, you know, when it comes to getting clarity, especially when any relationship dynamic ends it's like you're not a lot nine times out of ten you will never get clarity from that person you have to get it for yourself nine times out of ten you will never get closure and i think a lot of times we romanticize i need to get closure to get closure yes you need to get closure for yourself not from the person who did x y and z to you you need to get deep within journal or whatever and really get into I forgive myself for not setting boundaries. I forgive yeah. myself 
for allowing this to happen. I forgive myself for shrinking. I also extend myself grace because of my trauma, because of what I went through. You know what I mean? So it's, it's account. You have to send, extend yourself that accountability. Then you have to extend yourself that grace. You have to love on yourself after, after, after you pull that fucking wound out, you have to be tender and love on yourself, you know? And I think that's the healthier way to process through that shit. But we ain't even, a lot of us ain't evolved enough to get there. Mm. Even at, at my times, I have my petty moments. You know what I mean? So, so I don't always go straight there. I might no. do a little popping off. Yeah. But I'm gonna get there though. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna get there because I know that's where I need to be. And I've been getting there lately, you know? Look, look, <laughs> amen, 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 a fucking man. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think that's that's the biggest thing. We have to love on ourselves because good or bad, right or wrong, at the end of the day, you still have to sit with how you feel, whether or not you're the villain or the hero yeah. or both. You still have to, like you said, you got to give yourself the closure. You got to give yourself yeah. the clarity. Can't nobody else give you that shit, no matter yeah. what. And that's the that's a big lesson for me this year, too, I think. That was, I think, when I started to learn that is when I started to feel myself expanding again. Like yeah. I compare the first half of my year to the second half of my year. And I feel so much, I felt so much more present for the second half, which I'm thankful for because some of the more uh, crucial things happened for me in the second half. And I might even argue that they only happened in the second half because I had that moment of clarity and was able to receive them. Okay. You know, I was able to work with one of my heroes this year. Three years ago, I wouldn't have been present for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But because I was, I had been doing the work, I understood like, I'm about to meet my hero. Let me just soak up everything this man has to say. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad I did because he had a lot to say. And mm -hmm. it felt good to just sit there and be present and just know in the moment that I was present, like, oh shit, I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm not thinking about bills. I'm not thinking about who, who's, who's where and what's what. I was like, no, I'm here. I'm receiving. You're this. present. I'm present. I remember feeling present during our shoot for Can't Compete, just showing up and being yeah. like, I'm here. What do I need? Where I need to be, you know, for our yeah. recording sessions, for this rollout, these rollouts, I felt so present. Yeah. And, and you have been very make present. Sense. The results make sense for how present we've been. Cause it's like, I've done rollouts before where I felt I got my album rollout in April. I spent four mm -hmm. years preparing for that album. And you would have thought that I threw that album out last minute from just the way, the way I felt. Cause I just, was so unprepared somehow, even though I had spent three years uh, and, and the, the four months before prepping. Half of this journal is me writing down the things I needed for the album. But somehow in the last leg, I got lost because I wasn't clear. I had so much else going on that I literally like sputtered into my album, my release date. Um, yeah. But for these, the second half of the year, these releases, I've been so present, but it's because I I know better now. Yeah, I think too, where I identify with that myself as a creative is like, and I was, I, I think you would relate to on your end is because we do this so much for other people, mm -hmm. you know, write for other people. We do photos for other people. We do all of this for other people. But when it comes time to show for ourselves, because we have so much shit going on, ourselves as a priority, it moves further down the list. And mm -hmm. when it comes time to be present for ourselves, we sometimes like shortchange ourselves sometimes, yeah. you know? And it's that, that same concept of showing up and, and having your cup full to replenish each other. We are mm -hmm. used to existing in creative relationships where we're just pouring in. 
Mm-hmm. And all we're getting out is maybe the promise of something or, you know, if, if you're getting paid, that's great. But you're not you're showing up to a shoot nine times out of 10. You're driving that full shoot. Ninety nine percent of the time you're maybe getting one percent back. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. to show up for creative relationships now where it's like, no, this is 50 50. Like you got a verse. I got a verse. You got a production idea. I got an idea for a picture. You're going to take the picture. I'm a pick like, you know, and I and it's been in, in all of my creative relationships right now with you, with Mike. Uh, working with Sad Boy, shout out to Cold Press, shout out to Ryan, like everybody that that I've been blessed to collaborate with at the end of this year has come with their cup full and like, how can I help? And I didn't have that for so long. I was just pouring into artists and just kind of feeling like, all right, well, hopefully this will manifest. And that that wears you down after years too. And I think that was uh, something that I had to understand that I just wasn't necessarily built for because I was around people who were okay with it. And I had to understand that that's fine. Like, I don't have to be okay with it because they are. Yeah. You know, I if if it's bothering me, go somewhere else. Go but somewhere like, else. Like you said earlier, you're like, damn, I've been doing this for so long. How do I just keep the peace? But I'm there miserable. Miserable so. as fuck. Child. Miserable. And you just you just there functioning in it, hoping that it's gonna get better without necessarily always addressing it. And that's something that's been my downfall is that I address shit when I'm fed up. Instead of addressing it once I notice it, you know what I mean? And that a lot of that came from me not always having the the language to express it because mm-hmm. I've always been so worried about, okay, I don't want to be perceived. I want I want them to, I want to check them, but mm-hmm. I still want them to like me. Yeah. So let me edit how I say this, but I'm not necessarily getting the full, getting across the full sense of how I really feel about this shit that you just did you know because and a lot of that comes from me learning how to speak speak from a space of emotional intelligence because I'm a Brooklyn nigga I could go from zero to 200 and a lot of because I'm conscious of the fact that I could go to 200 I would shrink myself and keep myself at zero or a 10 but now I know, you know, I can maybe give you 40. I don't have yeah. to go to 200. Now, yeah. now I know how to communicate. No, you go understand what the fuck I just said and what the, that fuck shit you just did. Yeah. But I'm a, like, yo, um, the other day when you did X, Y, and Z, you know, that made me feel X, Y, and Z. And going forward, I would rather this not happen again. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, then we could go now, depending on your response. I might deserve to go to 200 on your ass from then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, so it's like, but it's having those conversations and not being afraid of confrontation, but also me being a Libra. I don't like confrontation, but I feel like the universe has been pushing me like, no, say something you want comfortable and the universe will do that. The universe will put the fire under your ass. Like if you're around people, you're not supposed to be around. The universe will have those people who hurt you repeatedly until you get out of that cycle. Because the universe pushing you like, you see what she's doing? You see what this bitch is doing? You're not supposed to be here. But you're making no. this choice to stay here. You're making this choice to shrink yourself. The universe don't give you what you want. It give you what you think about the most. And you, mm. you, you, that'd be the loudest thought. You know, it's funny. You said, uh, you know, you, you tolerate stuff until you explode. I, I was, I'm the opposite. I'm usually the nigga sitting there quietly trying to raise my hand the whole time. Like, hey something's oh. wrong and then people being like nope we're fine i'm like okay 
hey, something. And I, I was that guy for so long. So, and it, it kind of uh, it backfired, not even backfired, but I think it made things worse for me because I thought that since I had my hand up the whole time, people knew that I wanted to say something instead of just saying what the fuck I wanted to say. Yeah. And I was surrounded by people who would wait till they were fed up to, to blow up. So the whole time I'm sitting there thinking I'm being respectful and being respectful. I'm not trying to step on no toes, but I think there's an issue. Hey, I think there's a problem. Everybody's like, no, 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 we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Until they explode. And then I'm like, whoa, what the, I've been trying to have this conversation the whole time, mm-hmm. but I, I would have, I could have just stood up for myself in the beginning and just had the fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning. I'm fucking learning. Growing pains, baby. Growing pains. We only going to grow more and learn more. That's the reality of life. Yeah. It's definitely given two part, which I'm okay with because we had two slots to fill this at the end of this year. So yeah, um, I'll move us into our, our even though we're not even on a fucking structure, that's, <laughs> we that's just fine. Went off. But I do want to know, um, in the same con in, in the in the traditional context of our pod, uh, we talk about heroes and people who stood out to us. Who has stood out to you this year and helped you uh, navigate the year, if anyone? Um. Who stood out to me this year? Um, who was my hero? All right, so I don't know if I necessarily have a hero this year. I've I because I feel like I had to save myself this year. So I was my own fucking hero. That's for fine. a good deal of this year. I more so have people that I admire. You know what I mean? Because like what I'm what I'm realizing with the word with the word hero, and again, I have my heroes too, but what I always also realize too is like heroes got imperfections. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. I kind of look at it from from a different space of like I have a lot of people that I re- admire ridiculously um this year. Um, you being one of them. <laughs> Thank you. And just really seeing like your growth and like seeing you really just step into the light, step into the forefront, step into the foreground, like yo, bitch, I'm here. I'm here, you know, I got a little makeup on. We out here, we lit, we turned up. I'm showing a different side of 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 Yanni. Like, like it's been beautiful just seeing you just like progress and just grow and just like just get more comfortable in yourself. So that's been you definitely someone on on the list that I really admire, that I really look up to. And then someone who's always been on the list, Missy Elliott. Um, it's always been on the list um as as one of my heroes. Um and like, you know, say what you want about my good sis, but I got to throw Azealia Banks in there. You know what I mean? Because okay. no, because like, um, she's super fucking dope. And like, I really wish that, you know, people could really get to see who she is just from my experience of working with her. And, um, I had the most positive experience and, um, it was just very encourage, encouraging and supportive. You know what I mean? And that was something that I didn't expect and welcomed, you know? And um, she is someone that I look up to as an artist to see how versatile she she could be and how brave she is. And just like being able to to dominate and do... Oh, shit, did I freeze? Okay. No, yeah. Didn't. Okay, yeah. To see her, you know, being able to incorporate multiple genres within her artistry, like her prowess is just fucking... She's crazy. She's dope. She's so fucking talented. And um, she is someone that I look up to. And um, she gave me a amazing opportunity to shoot her EP cup, like a single cover for Fuck 'em All Night, which is one of my favorite all-time 
Azealia Banks songs. We might need to play that shit in here. Yeah. We'll yep. Go edit it in there. We go right, right, drop, <laughs> drop it right here. Just, just go. drop the cover. Just We're gonna drop it right here. Shot uh -huh. by me. You know, yes. and she gave me she gave me a really big opportunity that is definitely you know it's definitely made me money in other ways you know in far as far as artists wanting to like book with me and shoot with me you know and um i just want to show her some love so i'm i'm, I'm gonna do that yes yes cutting that clip up right there post uh -huh. that yeah um, i don't i don't give a fuck what what anybody say about her i, no, I, I fucks Azealia. i fucks with azilia motherfucking banks Look, I mean, we're we're learning in real time how how many people are able to separate artists from their art, and I think she's an artist who makes great art, and she hasn't offended me terribly as a person. She hasn't slept with any children or done anything weird, so nope. I can I can still I can still nope. fuck with her music and not feel divisive. Nope. I like Azalea. Nope, um, can't nobody say shit. Everybody out here who's if you stream an abuser, shut your mouth. Woo. Um, okay, my heroes this year have been um, my mama. Come on, mama. Shout out to my mama. Shout out to Nelly. She be supporting. Mama being she alive. Supporting. She was at the photo shoot. That was, was beautiful to see shoot. your family at the photo shoot. Thank you. I that really was the first that. time. That was the first time they were able to actually be there for something because I do everything here in LA. So it was cool to have them there. Um, we need to have more of those moments in New York. Yes. Soon yes. come. Soon okay. come. Soon come. Well, manifested. Um, yes. <laughs> but no, my, my mom, because, um, you know, I don't know other people's experiences with their parents, but I know that, uh, you know, people can be set in their ways and stubborn and hard to change. And I think that in the middle of me doing so much change, I actually got to see my mother making changes just, mm. just as a person, just, you know, regular. She wasn't a bad person before, but just like anybody, like just seeing somebody that you think has kind of already set in their life, mm -hmm. wanting to go and get, uh, you know, go to therapy and do work was really fucking cool. And for her to be going on that journey along the same time that I was making so many changes was cool because, you know, moms are, are for a lot of us, the most important person in our life. So for yeah. my most important person to be like, hey, I'm making space for, for new things too. So I understand you it was like, oh, we talked about wanting to feel seen earlier. Who fucking better than to see you than the person that created you? So that was really mm -hmm. cool to go on that journey with her. So shout out to my mama. I'll definitely cut up this clip for her so she can- That's beautiful. Uh, she can obsess. Um, of course, working with you has been really helpful um, and just collaborating, talking, fellowshipping has yes. again, helped me feel very heard and seen. Mm -hmm. And um, I love the music we've been making. Um, shout out to Mike Brown as well. He's been really crucial on my journey and just helping me evolve this year. And um, shout out to Pharrell. I met mm. Pharrell this year, and um, like I said, I was able to be really present for that experience, and I got some really cool tidbits out of it. You know, he gave us a whole speech about just living in your authenticity, being a full artist, being a full human, creating music that only you can make, like really just tapping in to who you are, and then also just seeing how he created. I'm just, I'm really blessed that I was able to be there, and I'm really blessed that I was able to be present for it. I love that. And it really felt like something I, I manifested, that. so... I love that you deserve you deserve that, and it was really dope to see you in your element working with him. I I can't wait to hear, you know, hear the hear the records that y'all did together because like, you know, Pharrell's a hero of mine too. I fucking love Pharrell, definitely uh, inspiration. Um, yeah, 
on definitely on some of our records. Yeah, and the, the crazy part yeah. is when people revisit this. So, so we have a record called Curious that'll be out next year. And Amir sent me the beat for Curious, the demo for Curious, the week that I was in Miami with Pharrell. I had no idea that I was with Pharrell, but sampled a Pharrell produced record on Curious. Alignment. Alignment. So shout I, out to Pharrell. So... Shout out to Madonna. Shout out to Madge. The Queen. She, you know what? Another hero. Because you know what? Oh let's my talk God. about let's talk about Madge. Okay. This because TikTok me, takeover. Let me tell you what? The TikTok takeover genius madonna huffing puff uh poppers on fucking genius <laughs> genius I, icon her mind wow you know icon. outside of the fact that she's been dominating the charts for like 40 years you know um she is she she is someone who's a huge part of my musical dna because she is someone who's really understood how to like really incorporate multiple genres in her music and like i don't care how the fucking girls might pop uh, pop or cut up what i'm about to say but like i felt like madonna always came from a space of appreciation versus yeah. appropriation you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. you know and she, she will always do things in a way that was for the most part you know racial for yeah. the most for the most part for yeah. the most part for the most part you know what i mean there's there's some things you know that's gone down you know, in the past few years that are, that are questionable, but I aim to be as lit as she is at 63. Mm. I want to be outside with the, the bleach brows. Give me the fucking bad BBL. I want to smoke the weed that she's smoking. She got some fine niggas she with. I'm trying to be that lit. I want to be outside Bad BBL bleach brows with my tits out on the street making out with Keisha. That is what where I aim to be. Me too. At sixty three, that's too. what I want. Me too. And I and, and not a week not a week has gone by for the last at least three months that I've not listened to Hard Candy. So she is she's she has been omnipresent. She has been omnipresent in my life. For like I'm surprised that 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 wasn't like the majority of my top one hundred actually because I've been listening to that album too much but it's a, um, it's a great record it's it's just it's aged so well for me like yeah everything about it i'm just when i hear that see which flavor you like and i'll have, have it for you, you. Like, come just, on into my store i got candy galore yes like i don't even she's i don't know what accent she sings in but i just want to learn it like get up out of your seat you'll see come on up to the dance floor i got something so sweet so sweet <laughs> I'll be your one stop, one stop, candy shop, everything, everything that I've got. I'll be your one stop, one stop, candy store. It's like Barry Gibbs meets like a cold. It's great. It's just, it's just iconic. That and then, um, oh, I wore Give It To Me out. I yeah. wore it out, yeah. out, out. Yeah out that's another manifestation song what are you waiting for nobody's going to show you how why wait for someone else to do what you can do right now if that shit don't get you up and be like bitch get it together what will what will her mind even when you go back to confessions you listen to jump um it's only so much you can learn in one place the more that i wake the more time that i waste y'all gotta listen to madge because she dropping some gems 
on you bitches, okay? Ignore the crazy shit she doing right now, even though it's funny. Go yeah. go back, go run that Bedtime Stories album back, okay? Go run that Erotica album back, okay? Because she Don't laid the... Me. Her and Lil' Kim laid the blueprint for what's going on in rap right now with women. Yes. They laid the blueprint yes. together, both of yes. them. Al Alpha and Omega ain't one without the other. Woo. They both wow. laid the ground, the ground, the wow. groundwork. Both wow. of them. Wow. I don't give a fuck what none of these stands say. I said what the wow. fuck I said. He said what the fuck he said. I've been saying that a lot this week. I said what the fuck I said. Because <laughs> sometimes it has to be said. It does. Sometimes people need to know that that's what I said. I'm like, guess what I said? I'm not backing down. The fuck? Fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, we we gonna wrap this up. We gonna wrap nigga, this up. This has been still got a day job. No, fully unhinged. Let's do top five manifestations of 2023. They don't got to be OD, but like just five off the top of your head things you know you want for next year. Let's go. Um. All right, love. Um, uh, stability on all four fronts, financial and health. Um. A place that feels like my sanctuary. That would be number three. Um, number four would be able to collaborate with Tanache. <laughs> and then um, number five, um, I would like to experience happiness next year. You know what I mean? And in 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 its purest sense, I, I would like to be happy next year. That's something I want for myself. I love that. Yeah. Um, I feel the same. I, I wrote mine down earlier and stability and, and peace and sanctuary were actually three of mine. Mm. So like definitely stability on all fronts, financially, emotionally, physically, um, peace and creating a sanctuary for me kind of go together. Like I really do look forward to having my own space and just having all the things that I need there to create, mm -hmm. um, creative freedom. I want to free mm -hmm. myself from creating just to make money and really it really create a really manifest a life that just flows with creativity no matter what I'm doing you know whether it's painting fucking journaling like I just want to be creative in more ways and and less under the guise of like I gotta write a pop song I gotta get a hit record yeah um love real unconditional uh self-love romantic love friendship love and I want to travel more next year. I would love to go to Japan. Um, That's like on the top of my list. Um, but just anywhere, anywhere but here would be fun. I love all of those. I love every single one of those. Go um, whenever this drops, we will be having, um, I think our pre-saves will be up for Dope Boy Flesh and Damn Disconnected mm -hmm. by the time this drops. So yes, they make will sure be. you go and pre-save those. Make sure you buy merch. Make sure you support. Uh, Amir will be out in, in Los Angeles with a fire-ass photo special at the end of January. Yes. So support that. Pull up a book. Um, yes. And, and just manifesting more incredible things for us next year. If you've been listening to this podcast, I know it literally came out of nowhere at the end of the year, but um, it's here and uh, there's a lot of really great gems. So please, if you haven't heard the other episodes, go back and listen and um, shoot us some questions show us some love, stream our songs, and just be big and be beautiful and, and fucking go conquer the world. You sleep the bitch. Dream big. Dream big, y'all. All right. Yes. 
And we gonna wrap this on up. All yes. right, see you bitches in January. Or, Blue? Or, Feb or February. I don't know. Have a yeah, happy we'll, new year. We'll see y'all bitches next year. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers. All right. All right, let me stop recording. Thanks again for joining us today. As always, you can head over to our site to show support, shoot us an email, and learn more about our guest. Liking and rating this episode is also really beneficial for us. New episodes every Friday. Y'all continue to dream big, and we'll catch you on the next one.